the Amber Room, some may say the world's greatest lost treasure, dubbed the eighth wonder of the world, the room that once symbolized peace, was stolen by the Nazis and disappeared for good. Welcome back to another Foolish Wonders podcast, the podcast about anything and everything. Today, we're going to be talking about the mysterious Amber Room. But first, we're going to dive into some UFO sightings. Cool. Very recent ones, too. Yes, very recent. And I think the, these ones hit, like, like mainstream sort of yeah. social media and stuff. But that's yeah, I think both up. of them did. Yeah. Yeah. So this first one is the one that happened in Russia. So that was, like, Russia claims to have shot down a mysterious ball-shaped UFO. Okay. <laughs> so, in the curious case out of Russia, an anti-aircraft defense system is said to have shot down a mysterious object that had been described as a ball-shaped UFO. So the strange incident reportedly occurred on Tuesday evening in the Rostev Oblast region, which is in the southern part of the country. So detailing the event on social media site Telegram, Mayor Vasily Golubev revealed that, quote, a small size object in the shape of a ball, end quote, had been observed flying over the village of Sultan Sala. And he explained that since it was apparently not something that belonged to the Russian military, quote, the decision was taken to liquidate it, end quote. So I like that. I think I'm going to start using the liquidate i'm going to liquidate my old clothes well yeah that makes sense to me but like liquidate a flying object to me maybe i mean i don't know maybe russia has some sort of like crazy futuristic technology to they can liquidate things (laughs) maybe just like a liquid liquid gun i I mean yeah maybe yeah maybe they have like a liquidate gun but you know they feed their russian army with like old expired rations Oh, ew. Did you see that? Like, it was months ago, but there were, like, um, pictures on social media of, like, Russian um, um, troops. They had, like, expired rations, like, food, like, meals. It was, like, expired. It was, like, really old. Like, shockingly old. Maybe I see something, just, like, a glimpse of it or something. Yeah. Because I guess (sighs) they're... I mean, who knows what, like, information is true out of there but from yeah, exactly from, from out of russia but like from what i've seen it seems like their army is very like ill-equipped or like very out of date it, yeah compared to like um yeah i don't know see like i don't at this moment i don't support russia so i'm like kind of like i don't know i feel bad for the innocent people there that are just kind of sucked into this whole thing yeah, their fighting style is pretty behind. And, like, there was one there's one building where a bunch of, like, Russian soldiers were sleeping in, I guess, and they launched a missile at it and, and killed most of the people in there. And then Russia was, like, upset because they're like, well, it's because they're all on their phones, and that's how they found them, and that's why they're distracted. And I'm like, no, it's because you put all what? your troops in one building, and then, like, they found out. So <laughs> what, they like, like, blaming it, like, uh, the troops were watching, what, like, Netflix on their t- phones? Yeah, on TikTok. Playing Angry Birds? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's their fault they're on their phones watching Wednesday on Netflix. 
yeah, pretty much. They're like, they're distracted or like they got pinged because they're on their phones. I don't know. But it's just like, it's just like a, a tactic. Like you don't put all your troops in one building and not expect a sitting to duck. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Um, but yeah, so the second UFO uh, it happened, I think in December, actually 2022. Um, so apparently there's like three or four flying orbs they saw, like flying over rural Wisconsin. And then like the conversion to one, it was, it was odd. Wait, like I can't find a lot on it anymore, but the three became one. Like yeah, the they like converged. Yeah, that's creepy. It was weird. I think for some reason I thought I sent you this or like we I talked about this. I think you did, but <laughs> maybe I remember okay. something. I remember it sounds familiar. Okay, yeah. Um, but like for a bit, it took me a little bit to find this article or like anything about it again. So I'm like I curious about why. Yeah, I've like deleted stuff or something happened because like it took me a while to find it. So it started making me question if it even happened. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's a fun feeling. No, it's very fun. Okay, so I just found another article asking if... So, is it aliens? Or is it just Christmas lights? <laughs> so, but they wouldn't be flying and converging, like, unless it was, you know, like, uh, what are those called? The the big lights that they have, like, on the Luxor Hotel or whatever. Oh, like the spotlights? Spotlights, there you go, yeah. Like, unless it was something like that for, I don't know, but in Wisconsin... I don't think there's much in rural Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a lot of that happening. I don't know what kind of cheese these people are eating that makes them see these things. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's interesting. So yeah, I guess they were kind of seen. In, I guess so. There's another report saying that several several people reportedly witnessed bright, mysterious lights zipping all over the skies in rural Wisconsin. That's just. That's. I want to see it. Like, why don't I see it? Yeah. Oh, someone said there's six lights. Yeah. Oh, there's six know. now. See? It's I like know, a... there's multiples. Mm. <laughs> there's just a few, and then they were super fast. Okay. I think, did I tell you, I can't remember if, um, I think I cut this out of one of the past episodes, but one of my coworkers, he was telling me a while back of like when he was, a few years ago, I think now, he was driving with his girlfriend in rural mm -hmm. Iowa. Um, he saw, they saw like a light, like, like a fast light, like faster than a jet could fly like flying past them and then they looked up and they could see a jet going after this light and it the light zipped away <laughs> and then the jets like there's two jets and so like once the light disappeared they like turned around or something like that and it's just like when you see a mysterious light and then you see military jets it's just kind of a dead giveaway in my opinion it rule anywhere mm -hmm. so yeah. time travel that, ooh, that dangerous but yeah mm-hmm Alright, should we get into the Amber Room? Yeah, we should. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we're going to be talking about the Amber Room today, and it's not a support group for Ambers. Um, it is... No. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, my head like, went to, like, um, like, redheads, for some reason, like, Auburn. And I was like, oh, what? Yeah. This <laughs> but, your, head, yeah. your head goes to, like, um, redheads, like, quite frequently, because when we yeah. did... The um the Auburn Tree Killer episode. <laughs> That's where you went. You're like, it's a school. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've heard of Auburn the school before, but you were like Auburn hair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so people. people, Auburn people, my people, <laughs> my people. Okay, so yeah, so we're talking about the Amber Room. It's pretty cool. It's like the it's a lost treasure, 
And like Katrina had said at the beginning of the episode, it was dubbed the eighth wonder of the world at one point. So, and it was stolen by the Nazis. So during World War II, we could do probably a separate episode on this as well, but the Nazis were rounding up all sorts of art that Hitler had deemed was like good art Mm -hmm. or like some of his or stuff that was his personal favorite. So they were rounding up all this stuff of art pieces and they were shipping it back to Germany to eventually be put in Hitler's art museum. Yes, it is true. It sounds crazy, but Hitler did and was planning to build this huge art museum in Germany to show off like German power. So a lot of these works of art that he did steal were like from German origins or had been like been in Germany, you know, oh, before. Okay, sure. So sure. yeah, so it's pretty interesting. They had that movie it was called like Monuments Men and it had like George yeah. Clooney mm-hmm. and John Goodman in there. That's a pretty good movie. Long. Yeah. Yeah. Very long, very boring and dry for people that are not interested in art history, which I think is most of the world. But <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. War on art, you know. Isn't it still like a huge treasure hunt? Because a lot of the stuff is still missing. Yes, there are quite a bit of paintings missing. I'm trying to think if I can remember one off the top of my head. Maybe there's a painting by like Raphael or something that's missing. Maybe. Let me, let me see yeah, I've been looking at like old uh, Nazi bunkers and everything, trying to figure out where they it's hid this. Creepy, yeah. I think wasn't there like a lake that um, they found a bunch of like old Nazi jeeps or something pushed into? There were like crates that they thought maybe could contain some of this stuff. For some reason, I thought there's, there was like a lake that a bunch of old Nazi like they hid a bunch of stuff in there just so like it wouldn't be taken by you know, like U.S. or whoever. I mean, that sounds about right, but, like, they were doing... <laughs> I mean, I can't say that that's true or not, but, like, I... That does sound right to me, like... Okay. That they did that with, like, salt, like, mines and stuff. They would blow mm-hmm. it up on purpose so that no one could get, you know... Yeah. They're like, if I can't there. have it, no one can, sort of yeah. thing. Nope. Okay, so there's still 22 paintings, I guess? Um, so it's not as many as I thought, but there's still quite a few. There's... Yeah, so there's one by Raphael... Okay, that's the only one I could ever remember. <laughs> um, there's a Vincent Van Gogh one, um, Gustave Courbet, uh, Gustave Klimt. Yep. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? A lot of Klimt stuff. A Degas. Yeah, super sad. There's a Rembrandt. There's a Rembrandt. There's a lot of religious things, which is interesting. <gasps> Rubens. Okay, continue, well, please. <laughs> well, Hitler, like, it doesn't really surprise me that it would be religious art because religious art was um, art in, like, the same form that Hitler thought was good art. So he oh. didn't like stuff that was abstract. He hated abstract art. In fact, the Nazis burned a lot of what he quoted, like, he said it was bad art. That's messed up. See, like, once you get hurt because you get kicked out of art school, doesn't mean you can destroy other people's art. Like, I, yeah, no. <laughs> and he was not good. If you look at his stuff, you're like, okay, somebody's been watching too much Bob Ross. <laughs> Before not great. Yeah, yeah, so it doesn't surprise me that a lot of religious art was saved or stolen by the Nazis because that was deemed good art by Hitler. Okay. Okay, so yeah, let's get into this, actually. <laughs> okay, so... While many Americans associate amber with the casing for dinosaur DNA that was in 
1993's Jurassic Park. So do you remember that old bald doctor, like his cane? Oh yeah, that's a good yeah. movie. Yeah, good movie, but do you remember his cane? The top of his cane was like <laughs> yeah. that mosquito and amber. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's, so that's how I know it. And I think probably a lot of Americans know it. But amber has enthralled uh, Europeans and especially Russians for centuries because of its golden honey-colored gem-like look. And it was also referred to as the gold of the north. Isn't it actually kind of a rare substance to get? Um, yes, we're kind of going to get into it a little bit. So Baltic amber is what we're going to be talking about. So Baltic amber is fossil fossilized resin from Pinus succinifera. <laughs> I do not know Latin and not many people do. So that's how I'm going to say it. So this tree grew in abundance throughout Scandinavia and Northern Europe more than 20 million years ago. The vast Baltic area deposits were formed when resin-bearing sediments flowed from Scandinavia to the Sambia Peninsula, transforming those resins over millions of years into amber. So streams and rivers and glaciers carried large amounts of amber throughout Northern Europe as secondary deposits. The primary deposits of the Southern Baltic region, particularly the Sambia Peninsula where Kaliningrad, Russia, is situated um so that that um, kaliningrad russia is the world's most prolific source of amber and among the oldest gem deposits still sits in production so while there are no ancient accounts of amber mining most of the material was probably collected on beaches following storms a method still used today by amateur by amateur collectors which i kind of thought was neat because i don't know how you get amber and it seems weird that you would just walk on the beach and try and find some of it yeah yeah so amber objects and carvings dating back to prehistoric times have been found in great britain from 9000 bce and in the southern baltic region from 6000 bce so we've been using this and finding this thing for a very 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 long time and I had this little map up here that was that kind of shows you the region that has the most um, amber deposits in it. So kind of by sweet, touching Sweden and Poland and Russia and Lithuania and Latvia and Estonia. Sort of that region is what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, I googled um, where to find like amber, like you said, on beaches. And it says it apparently washes up in large amounts in washed up seaweed. So that's like cool or something i don't know interesting isn't that cool mm-hmm. it is cool that's so weird that it would just like wash up and like <laughs> yeah i think for some reason i thought it'd be like something you have to dig up because like old trees you know that's what i was thinking or, like pry open fossilized bark or petrified wood or something yeah like petrified wood yeah interesting Apparently it's just swimming around in seaweed <laughs> <laughs> it's having a good old time okay so moving on so, upon his election to King of Prussia in 1701, yes, that is not Poland or Russia, but the co- old country of Prussia. Um, I don't remember. Can you look up where Prussia was? Yes, hold on. I'm not confident in my answer. <laughs> um, it says Prussia was a German state on the southeast coast of the Baltic Sea. It was it formed the German Empire under Prussian rule when it united the German states in 1871. Cool. 
Right, so yes, we're talking about the King of Prussia, who is Frederick, decided to commemorate his rule by creating a room fully lined with amber in the Charlottenburg Palace in Berlin. So that room, he believed, would surpass the opulence of Louis the Fourteenth, um, his palace at Versailles. So I think that's always weird, as I have to have like a, you know, like a like a pissing contest to see <laughs> who is like the better, you know, like tea room or you know, yeah, it's like, it's an ego thing. Yeah, it totally yeah. is an ego thing. Just power hungry. Yeah, it's mm. just it's it's just I still find it funny. <laughs> we still do it today. Oh yeah. Um. So Frederick. Is it Friedrich, you think? Friedrich? I think it's Friedrich. I I couldn't tell you. (laughs) I bet that's how you say it. Okay. So, Friedrich hired German Baroque sculptor Andreas Schulter um, to do this. And at the time, Schulter was the chief architect of the Prussian royal court. And the use of amber for interior decoration was kind of like his specialty. So okay. Schulter planned to adorn the walls of one of the rooms in the Charlottenburg Palace in Berlin with amber panels. Um, the palace was home to Friedrich I, the first king of Prussia, and his wife, Queen Sophie Charlotte. So Charlottenburg Palace was named after Queen uh, Sophie Charlotte. Okay. So to complete the task, Schulter enlisted the help of Danish amber craftsman Gottfried Wolfram. That's a cool name. Wolfram? Yeah. To um to realize Schulter's ambitious dream, the pair had to create new ways of working with amber. It was heated and then dipped in an infusion of honey and linseed before being worked onto panels of wood covered in gold or silver leaf and then decorated with precious jewels. So I thought it was also kind of neat that they had like they used to have an amber craftsman. Yeah, it'd be such a fun job. Stressful but, fun. stressful, but fun. But it's like probably rare because I don't think they have like you know go to like a school to learn mm-hmm. this. You find like a random like um, person to like teach you. you yeah, be, like they're yeah like they're Jedi Padawan. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so in 1707, Amber Master Ernst Schaut and Gottfried. Tarau from Danzig continued the work until the deaths of Sophie, Charlotte, and Friedrich. So, this project went on forever and ever and ever. That, um, and Friedrich was kind of difficult to work with. So, like, he was firing people, like, left and right, and, like, the project would be moved on to other people. So, yeah. I can see it. You know, he wants to have his grand room, and he doesn't, he wants to beat Louis, mm-hmm. King Louis the Fourteenth. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, yeah, he wants to get it perfect. Yeah, so they get these, the, um, Gottfried and Andreas only lasted, like, a few years. <laughs> oh, man. So, so, yeah, so in 1707, um, the Amber Masters, I'm gonna call them that, they're from Danzig. They continued the work until the deaths of Sophie, Charlotte, and Friedrich. So, the death of Friedrich the first in 1713 brought his successor to the Prussian throne. So, Friedrich William the first just like why can't they have different names why it's, it's a, again it's like a pride thing you gotta name your first son after you and then you can move on it is so confusing it is, <laughs> it is. their it is. mailman must hate them 
So, so Friedrich William I disdained the extravagance the Amber Room represented and promptly ordered all work on it to stop. So he was like, I hate my dad and everything he stands for. My dad was never there for me. I'm going to be anti-dad. Uh. You know, he was having that sort of phase of his life. Great. Great. So yeah, so he just was like, stop it all. Stop working. People aren't paying. Get lost. So... With all the materials packed up and, and deposited in the Berlin ar Armory, and I also read that he like didn't pay the the Amber Masters. Like he did, they they were like, "You still owe us money for all this work we did." And he was like, "I'm anti dad. You get no <coughs> money. I hate this thing. Ugh, I'm against the." Ugh. Oh, that's really so, messed up. Yeah. So there were a lot of people that were not paid, and they were just in. Um, Friedrich William the First was like shoving it in the armory. Jeez. Go home. He's a little spoiled. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's a pretty. <laughs> okay, so the panels and carvings remained hidden in the Berlin Armory until 1716. So after a visit to the Prussian court by Tsar Peter I, Friedrich William I took the occasion to present the still unfinished panels to the Russian monarch in exchange for a company of 40 grenadier. So. I was like, what's a grenadier? I'm like, grenadine? Yeah. Like, the, you know. Just 40 bottles of it. Yeah. So I looked it up. A grenadier was an orig originally a specialist soldier who threw hand grenades in battle. That's all they did. So he got 40 of them? He just got 40. So you're gonna have close hand combat. I didn't realize they had hand grenades back then. I mean, they're not like, they're not what you're picturing in your head when you think of a okay. grenade. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking literally just like a miniature cannonball, like a cannonball baby. Uh, why would you throw that? They have cannons for a reason. I don't know, Katrina. These people were specialists, <laughs> and apparently they were worth giving this, you know, priceless art piece away. Jeez. I should also note that Russia. Um, remember we were t remember how we talked about the Baltic amber, and mm -hmm. a lot of it, most of it, comes from that Russia sort of Baltic region. Yeah. So Tsar Peter the First is from Russia, so you know this is like very valuable and like oh my gosh, mm -hmm. you know he's like of course you can have forty grenadier gr grenadiers. I don't he care. Probably got a deal, honestly. Yeah, of course he's got a he stole it. He was like yeah, he's like totally anti dad. Yep, I support you. Yep. yep. So yep, so he just gives it away. So it was the amber room was then it was deconstructed and placed into large boxes and moved to the city Peter had just founded. So, St. Petersburg. So, he named it after himself. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> I also read that it took six months for it to just, like, get there. Yeah. Which is insane. There was no Amazon Prime two-day shipping. <laughs> <laughs> I would have yeah. forgot that I had, like, that, that, like, I bought it. You know? Like, I, for yeah, I would forget that months. I was... Yeah, I'd be like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's a surprise. <laughs> So, in 1755, Peter's daughter, Empress Elizabeth, had the room relocated to the Catherine Palace in modern-day Pushkin, just outside of St. Petersburg. So, since this project was originally made for a palace in its own specific room, like, custom-made and everything, they had to ha bring in, like, several Russian, German, and Italian craftsmen to work on the room and, you know, um, add to it and make it bigger. To make it fit their rooms. 
I'm just surprised that they had so many specialists for this thing that, to me, it was like such a, like a specialized thing, right? Like a regional thing. Like to me, it surprises me that they have so many people that are just able to work out with Amber. I feel like I don't know. it might be sort of like, yeah, I worked on it once. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll pay you thirty grenadi- you know, grenadiers. <laughs> And they say, that's a steal. Okay, I can work with Amber. No problem. (laughs) So I think it's kind of like that. Or, you know, they're bringing in somebody very special from one country to sort of, like, teach, you know, their own, you know, craftsmen to sort of know this this piece, Mm -hmm. this material. Okay. So, yeah, so these craftsmen are now, like, they're sculpting it around its new larger surroundings and they have to be, they're making continual repairs to this stuff. And the staff constructed a number of amber furniture pieces and small objects to furnish the room. So they're adding like art pieces and all this other like weird furniture and stuff to it. So it's just okay. this like constantly like growing thing. So also while there was no formal opening ceremony, researchers and historians agree that the main design and construction other than um, conservation and repair, was completed in 1780. That's a long time working on this thing. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of, like, the pyramids. Of how you would just be like, this is my pyramid where I'm gonna die. And then you would die, and then, like, 30 years later, (laughs) it would get finished. Yeah, only this is one room compared to a masterpiece. Like, well, this is a masterpiece, but I mean, like, a huge pyramid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one room. Mm-hmm. One room. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, you kind of just took my thing and you were like, Kendra, that's stupid. No. <laughs> no, it is stupid. I'm just like, a pyramid is equivalent to this teeny tiny little 500 well, square foot room. No. Well, it's still like the same concept, right? Because like even the first the, the first Frederick or Friedrich that wanted this room in the first place, he th- he passed away long before this was even I know. halfway completed. Like 60 something years. Yeah. So this took like some like seventy three years for this project to be finished. That's insane. It's like and when you're, like, you have a son that's born, grows up in the trade, and then finishes it for you after you retire, if you pass away. <laughs> that's what this thing is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the room covered more than five hundred and ninety square feet and was adorned with this was crazy to me over six tons of amber. Whew, that's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot of elephants. <laughs> So, Where did elephants come into this? The I don't tons? know. Whenever I think of a ton, I always think of an elephant. Okay. And I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> so El Estevitz have placed its modern day worth somewhere between 120 to 240 pounds. Million pounds. Million pounds. <laughs> so that's like the same thing in US dollars, basically, right? Yeah, pretty close. It's like, pretty close. I think it's like a dollar and a nickel or something like that. Yeah, like we're like our stuff is greater by a dollar and a nickel. Mm-hmm. Ooh, USA. I mean, nickel. <laughs> so the room. So back to the room. The room <laughs> remained a Russian treasure throughout the 18th and 19th centuries, and even survived the revolution in 1917. So if you don't know a lot about the Russian Revolution, basically there was an uprising from you know the communists and they shot and killed you know all the royal people and the family and 
kind of just tried to destroy the old Russia to create this new Russia, but somehow the Amber Room survived. This was that was the Romanovs, right? Or the yes, the, the killed so okay. Anastasia, mm-hmm. Princess Anastasia. If you know that sort of mystery, yeah, that's mm-hmm. her people. So the palace was then turned into a museum, and the room remained intact, though not on public display. And so during this time, conservation efforts were minimal because, yeah, they were like, you know, it's royal. Like, we don't really care anymore. Kind of. Well, yeah, they're like, it's, you know, we're (laughs) anti-dad. Out with the old ways, in with the new ways. (laughs) We're communists, baby. We don't care about Amber. Okay. So (laughs) with the invasion by three million. So we're going to flat. We're flash forwarding for a very long time. Okay. This thing okay. is getting neglected, you know. It's yeah, it's neglected. It's just sitting in this room collecting dust. It's not on public display, you know. Whatever. Sad. sad, sad, sad. So flash forward many decades to 1941. So with the invasion by three million German troops in the summer of 1941, Soviet officials began evacuating palace treasures east toward Siberia. So they were smart. Um, so as Hitler's forces closed in on St. Petersburg, it was then changed to um, Leningrad after their leader, founder, Lenin. So, again, named after himself. Yeah. Always. So as part of Operation Barbosa by... See, that was the Nazis' operation. It was called Operation Barbosa. I always think of the pirate Barbosa from parts of the Caribbean. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. It's like, that doesn't quite like, fit, but okay, whatever. I'm like, it kind of seems too tropical for Russia. Barbosa? Mm, cold place to tropical? Yes. Okay, fits. Unless you say Barbarossa. Do you think it's Barbarossa? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's B A R B A R O S S A. Is it Barbarossa? Whatever, I'm gonna say Barbosa. I don't care. Barbosa. I love parts of the Caribbean. <laughs> Same. Okay. Um, <laughs> I got a job. I got a job. I got a job. He never gets what's inside. The worst pirate I have ever heard of. <laughs> but you have heard of me, haven't you? <laughs> That's. I love, I'm gonna I love watch those so movies much. this weekend. It's Such great. great movies. I love them. They need to make never make one. them. I will. I don't know what. I'll do something, <laughs> and it will be dramatic and very blown out of proportion. There is—they just had the Run Disney thing, um, where basically you run through the Disney parks or whatever. Um, and so there's someone that was dressed up as Captain Jack Sparrow, yes. and someone handed him like a little uh, Captain Morgan like shooter. Yes, called like a little. Yes, yeah, a little shooter. Called, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. You got it. Um, so they crossed out Morgan and put Jack. So it says Captain yes. Jack. And they handed it to him. He does the Jack Sparrow run the <laughs> Yes! Was the runner carrying a jar of dirt or no? No, but that Missed was opportunity. I know. That'd be heavy though for after a few oh, miles. It's I would so chuck heavy. it. I'd have, to t- I'd have to drop it. Yeah. Couldn't do yeah. that, but you know. Anyways, back to Operation Barbosa with the Nazis coming into Russia. <laughs> okay. So, head art curate- curator Anatoly Chuchumov was tasked with taking the precious amber room apart and prepping it for safe removal to the east. So, the curators of the amber room attempted to dissemble and evacuate the panels for safekeeping because, you know, it's a priceless piece of art, right? 
But the years had made the amber very brittle, and the pieces crumbled easily, forcing the curators to abandon the effort. So, instead, they covered the room with wallpaper, <laughs> attempting to, dis- to disguise the, the amber. Because of course they did. So they just were like, um, I don't know. <laughs> Shoot. We give up. Just yeah. cover it up. I just imagine, like, like it was, like, sort of, like, peel back, too. Like, it was just, like, it was so <laughs> yeah. poorly done and, like, rushed that oh, it was yeah. like, just obvious. And they were, like, the you Nazis were, the like, are you joking? Like, they're, like, this is who we're, f- really? Yeah. They're, like, wait, what is that? Nope. Uh, look at this monkey on the wall. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Distraction. Glitter. It's <laughs> like, wait a second. Why is this pattern upside down? Uh, this one panel of yeah. pattern is upside down. It's just so, it's just so badly, so rushed, so sad, so sad. So, so by September 1941, the German army had advanced to the outskirts of Leningrad and occupied Pushkin. Isn't that cute? Pushkin. 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 Oh, little Pushkin. It's like Pushin, the cat. Pushkin pie. Have you seen that, (laughs) that lady on the TikTok or whatever? See, I don't have TikTok, but I know her. Where's she going? Pink ping pie. Give me my pink ping pie. She can't say pumpkin pie. So uh, she's like pink ping. Like it's just like. That, but okay. Really? Uh-uh. I'll send it to you later. Why do I know a TikTok and you don't? This is just. <laughs> I know. I gotta look in the mirror later. Okay. okay. You just brought some red hairs. Pink ping pie. So pushkin pie. So back to pushkin Russia. Okay. So and the Catherine Palace. So, the Amber Room was a priority for removal because it had been included in the Kumul Report. So, the Kumul Report is a list of German-made artworks that were to be, you know, taken back to German soil. Basically, stolen back to German soil. Okay. So, the German army... Would you you say something? So, I found um, Barbosa. Apparently, he was a Roman emperor. Frederick... Or, Friedrich... Sorry. Friedrich Barbosa... Uh, it was a Roman Empire emperor. Interesting. So. Okay. So that might one have been one of the lesser known name. ones. Yeah. I know he has a gold statue of him or gold bust of him. So you know. But so do I. You do? Oh you no. Do. But I could get one easily. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. So yeah. So the Kumul report again. There's a list list of German made artworks that they wanted to get taken back to Germany. So, the German army dismantled the room panels and decorations within 36 hours. They basically found it right away. It wasn't that hard to find. (laughs) So, somehow they were able to dismantle the room panels within 36 hours, packing it into... Yeah, instead... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the art curators were like, they were like, well, guess I'll die. (laughs) With that meme of the old guy just like shrugging like, eh. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And before you're like, well, Kendra, how do you know that the Nazis didn't just, like, destroy it all? Like, you know, it's just, like, in pieces. Mm-hmm. Well, they were able to pack it in 27 crates. So I feel like most of it was saved. Or, you know, not saved, but, you know. Like, dumped in a lake somewhere? Yeah. Something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so they packed, so they took it down, 36 hours, packed it into 27 crates, and then it was shipped by rail to Konensburg where it was reassembled and displayed in the city's castle. So that's another, like, weird thing. 
in World War II that the Nazis did is they're taking all this like art and they're shoving it into all these like old dingy castles and that's where the stuff is like staying. I, I guess like where else do you put it that it's not going to get touched really? I mean that's true but like they definitely you know leaned into that they were villains and they're like our villainous slayer <laughs> yeah. is a castle. Yeah very true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So two years later so that's how long it was in display. In two, for two years. years. Yeah. Dang. So, museum director Dr. Alfred Rode was ordered to dismantle the room again and create it in the event that the British or U.S. bombers would attack the city. So, I mean, we don't know if he put wallpaper on it. Probably <laughs> not. Slap some wallpaper on it again. again. <laughs> That'll protect it. No, they won't find it this way. No. Um, <laughs> so, how do you find the plans again? Dang it. So, the room panels were last seen January 12th, 1945, when Dr. Rode wrote that the amber panels were being created, quote, As soon as it is done, I shall evacuate the panels to Welschleberg. Oh my lord, why are these German names so horrible? Welschleberg. It's all like, like, sounds. Yeah, that's what German is. And Zitzens, and yeah, I don't like it. No offense. Near, I don't even know if they like it. So, yeah, so it's going to this Wesselberg near Rockslitz in Saxon. So, by then, the Allied air raids on, Con- on Konigsberg had already begun. Though the castle had remained intact, the air raids eventually destroyed most of Konigsberg Castle, leaving the outer walls and some battlements. So... In the spring of 1945, Soviet troops advanced into the city and leveled the remainder of the castle. Immediately following the war, the Soviet government made finding the Amber Room a priority. It seized the territory of East Prussia as a Russian province, including Konigsberg, renamed Kalingrad. So who's it? Kalingrad? Maybe it's Kalingrad? I think it's Kalingrad. Who's that named after? <laughs> Stephen Collin, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so now Konigsberg is Kalingrad. Okay. This is in yeah, happens in nineteen forty six. And soon afterward dispatched a group of investigators to search the ruins of the castle. So they lo- located several items of furniture from the Catherine Palace. So if you remember, the Catherine Palace is where the Amber Room was. Originally, yeah. Yep. Okay. And then the following year, after they find some furniture from Catherine Palace in the cellar of the castle, they purportedly discovered the burnt remains of um, three out of four Florentine mosaics that had been in the Amber Room. Ah, yeah. So, the Amber Room was nowhere to be seen, and its final resting place is still a mystery to this day. Does Amber burn? I think it like cracks i don't know i don't have any to you know put over a, a match i okay. assume it would right maybe i don't know who knows someone do it someone some of the listeners do it and email us back and see what happens tell us what happens spare expensive amber burn it. yeah oh it says it tends to burn okay burn rather than melt so okay so it's a melting point range so it melts um between 200 and 380 degrees Celsius. Oh. So, it says it will burn away like, away like incense. 
So it's possible it could have been burned with all these mosaics. I wonder what it smells like. <laughs> I just put candles right yeah. away. It's like, mm. like, like they advertise scents like as amber and amber wood or whatever. So, yeah, I don't know either. But anyway, now back to the theories that we like to talk about on this podcast. So, while there have been numerous theories about the fate of the Amber Room, the only certainty is that it disappeared between the time of the German invasion in 1941 and the arrival of the Soviet troops in Konigsberg in 1945. So, Erich Koch, the SS commander, so a Nazi, who had ordered the removal of the amber panels from the city, reportedly led a group of Russian officials on a search during the 1950s, but failed to find them. He died in eight, not in the 1800s. Oh my lord! He traveled back <laughs> and then died. Um, he died in 1986 without ever providing additional information. So, in 1967, the Soviet government formed a commission to systematically search known art repositories in the USSR and Germany for the Amber Room panels. The commission continued the search until 1984, five years after the decision was made to recreate the room. So they did recreate the room. Um, I didn't really do much, like, research on that because it kind of bored me. You can look it up. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. It maybe kind of is interesting because they only had, like, a certain amount of, um, like, original scraps that they found and or photos and or drawings of the room to try and recreate it so i guess that's kind of interesting but you know more interested in the original yeah did they use amber again or was it like a they did synthetic oh they did wow okay wait i'm lying i don't know (laughs) (laughs) you have to look that up i don't know okay hold on i'd hope so so okay back to while we pause so we pause for google yeah, just a second. <laughs> I lied. <laughs> I lied. I don't know. I think so. Why else make it? Okay, so it says that the more than two decades of work that went into restoring the masterpiece was an enormous undertaking. The only pictures that existed of the Amber Room were in black and white. So in order mm-hmm. to achieve the right tones, the craftsmen were op- obliged to photograph their shards of amber then painstakingly compare the shades to the original photos until the match was perfect. That's so much detailed work. It's 350 shades of amber in the original room. Can you imagine how much time that took just to recreate the exact shades or tones of this? That's insane. Took like 24 years. (sighs) Man, I should have done more in- like- research into the replica <laughs> it's really interesting it kind of is yeah then i was like eh, it's stupid <laughs> so it says that capturing the varying levels of the layered amber and the etchings was more difficult the leningrad institute for mining and geomechanics provided the answer by creating sp- spatial images using a special technique called photogram photogrammetry that, that- sounds made up well, it is. It's a new word. Oh. <laughs> you gotta make a new <laughs> word. But they oh. could have made it sound more legit. Like, photo- it was called, it's called, um, you know, photogrammetry. Yes. So this photogrammetry showed the heights and the depths of the amber up to less than a millimeter. So it kind of made a topical, topographical map of the room. That's pretty cool. So you could see like the depths and like 
made it a lot easier for like the carvings and stuff to be recreated. So like That's you know like um, what? I said that is pretty neat. Yeah, so it's like instead of like mountains, you know, topographical maps, like the mountains and stuff, they use that to recreate the etchings. That's pretty cool. Huh. Yeah. Should have looked into it more. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. Another day. Yes. Okay, where was I? Oh yes, here we go. I think it's so most historians believe that the Amber Room was destroyed by Allied bombing raids on the castle after January 1945 or the subsequent Russian invasion and shelling of the city. I should just say destruction of the city. Both. So one museum conservator, an Amber expert, noted that the panels, if ever discovered, would be too deteriorated to be of any use today. Just because it's so old? Just because, like, it has been through so much crap. Like, sure. so much yeah. stuff that it would just... They would be so deter- deteriorated. Well, like, even if you didn't hang it up in its original state, it'd be still super cool just to have, like, pieces of it. Just to see, like, side by side next to the recreation. I think they yeah. found, like, little, like, teeny pieces of it. Oh, okay. But not, like, you know, more. Like, just, like, little scraps. Okay. Little tidbits. So, in the years that followed, theory after theory arose. Eyewitnesses claimed to have seen the Amber Room being packaged up and placed on board the Wilhelm Gustloff, very German, mm-hmm. a German transport ship, which was, sub- <laughs> which was subsequently sunk in, in January of 1945 by a Soviet submarine. Its wreckage, however, has been dived many times and nothing linked to the Amber Room has ever been discovered there. Um, The KGB, which is kind of like the FBI or CIA of Russia, conducted thorough investigations around Konigsberg, leading many to believe the artwork lay hidden under the city in its labyrinth of tunnels and chambers. Again, nothing has ever been found there. And other claims place the room in old salt mines on the Czech border, sunk in a lagoon in, Lith- in Lithuania, and even stripped down and shipped off to the U.S. The most absurd, absurd states that Stalin had a fake amber room constructed, so the Nazis never even got their hands on the real thing. I mean... But they don't even know where the real thing is, and they're like spending all this money to go look true. for it. Yeah. It's so like it's if- like... Where is it? Yeah, I mean, if it was, like, recreated, that would take so much time, too, just to make a fake one. 24 Um, years. Yeah. (laughs) Because they did it. Yeah. And then, to even just cover it up with wallpaper poorly, I mean, that's a lot of work just to protect this such a short amount of time. Yep. Yeah. Sadly. Yep. Be funny, you know. He had a fake one (laughs) constructed, and then they took the fake one. Yeah. It was made of chocolate. Oh, delicious. That's why it's burned. Butterscotch. No, it was butterscotch. Yeah. <laughs> that matches more. Yeah, that matches more. Um, so, in October 2020, Polish divers from the Baltic Tech Group found the wreck of the SS Karlsruhe, spelled K-A-R-L-S-R-U-H-E, a ship which took part in Operation Hannibal. A sea evacuation which allowed more than a million German troops and civilians from East Prussia to escape advancing Soviet forces. So, the ship was attacked off the coast of Poland by Soviet aircraft after it sailed from Konigsberg in 1945. The wreck holds many crates with unknown contents. 
An online news website, Live Science, reports that this German steamship may hold crates that contain parts of the Amber Room. But we don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, we don't really know what happened to it. I think it got blown up. Yeah, well, I mean, like, if they found the burnt mosaics and stuff, and if Amber does burn, like, incense, like that one article told mm -hmm. me, like, it wouldn't surprise me, honestly, because weren't they destroying paintings too just burning kind of stuff yeah you can't have it. it we can't have yeah we can't yeah. have it you can't have it either basically yeah, sort of we, thing if they burn priceless paintings it doesn't surprise me that they burn all this amber too mm -hmm. but i guess too with that wouldn't you find ash or something i'm sure they did the whole yeah. city got blown to bits sure so yeah that's kind of sadly what i think happened i think the just burned it yeah, yeah. but a lot of people don't think that and this sort of thing kind of, um, pe many people have dealt with the Amber Room have sort of met untimely deaths. So the kind of, the curse of the Amber Room has been floating around. It's Frederick. He says, if I cannot have it, you cannot. <laughs> the original one, not the, I'm not the like my daddy one. <laughs> the first, not the, I hate my daddy. Not the yeah. anti-dad. Okay. Yeah. Okay, the first. Thank you for clarifying ghost of Frederick. Yeah. Okay, so the German museum director, Alfred Rode, who was so entranced by the Amber Room, he would sit staring at the glowing beaded jewelry panels for hours. So later the KGB questioned him about its fate, but he wasn't talking. One night, he and his wife suddenly died from an attack of typhus. However, when the Russians went to see the bodies, they had disappeared. Ew, I don't like that. Ooh. Ooh. So, one Russian intelligence officer served as a source for a journalist who was investigating the room not long after he died in a terrible car crash. Is this just one of those things that's a big cover-up, so like it exists somewhere, they figure out too close to where it's at, and then they're like, nope, you're too close, by." Maybe? We, I don't know. This one is- okay, this next one is really creepy. Are we in danger? Are we? No, we're fine. Oh, okay. I'm not even German. I'm fine. So this one is really creepy. So George Stein is perhaps the most, this is the most convincing one and frightening. Okay. So that the curse is real. He was a dedicated Amber Room hunter. And one day he was found dead in the middle of a Bavarian forest. So in Germany, he was mm -hmm. naked and his stomach had been opened with a scalpel. Ew, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. Ew. And last, um, Ivan Satov, the current director of the Russian Catherine Palace Museum, doesn't like to indulge in theories, but even Satov has said, quote, The people who have concealed the Amber Room may be members of a closed circle, and anyone who comes too close to the circle will die. You know, so maybe George Stein was getting too close to finding it or, you know, getting answers. We don't know. See, that's what I'm thinking, yeah. It's a mystery. Ugh. Just like what happened to the Amber Room is a mystery. We'll never know. Why lost his history. stomach be cut open? Did he swallow some Amber or something? Like, <laughs> so close he ate it. <laughs> what? what a nice thought. I bet if... <laughs> well? No, I don't think that's what happened. Okay. Um, so, some sources that I used. Um, the History and Reconstruction of the Amber Room at www.gia.edu.com, history.uk.uk, 
Co, The Mystery of the Amber Room, um, SmithsonianMagazine.com, SWCreations.net, and of course, fan favorite, Wikipedia.com. Oh yes, we love Wikipedia. We love a good Wikipedia. Yes. We don't give <laughs> money to them, but you know, we do love them. Yeah. Oh man. Maybe we should just give a dollar. I mm-hmm. Once we get paid, we'll we'll Once donate. To... Paid, yeah, <laughs> at the top of the list. There you go. I think it'd be kind of cool. To... Isn't it? Isn't the reconstruction in Russia right now? Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say it'd be fun to go look at it, but not. Uh, I'm good right now. Yeah. I'm gonna wait for quite Until a while. Until their current, you know, government situation gets cleared up, and you know, yeah, yeah. really sad. It is because yeah. Russia has like. A lot of really cool, like, you know, culture. They're, you know, mm-hmm. huge with ballet, um, com- like, composers, all these, like, ma- chess master people come from there. Mm-hmm. Very, like, famous artists, you know, mm-hmm. architecture. They got a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. But- and like I said, too, it's like, it's not all of Russia that's, to me, in most of the world, in the wrong. It's, you know, it's the few no, people just, that it's the people in power. Yeah. 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 Just how it is yeah. for, like, anywhere. It's, you know, it's yeah. not the majority. It's just the people in power that has, you know, the, their thumb over the little guys. Yeah. All right, Wanderers, thank you so much for listening to another Foolish Wanderers podcast. We hope you enjoyed this little mystery of the Amber Room. If you have any suggestions or any ideas of what may have happened to the Amber Room, we'd love to hear from you guys. Please feel free to... Email us at fwplisteners at gmail.com. And as always, new episodes of the FWP are released weekly from wherever you get your podcasts from, including this place that you're listening to right now. And if you'd like, we would really appreciate it if you'd leave us a five-star review. Um, it helps us get discovered more easily, and then, you know, more listeners can come hang out with us. Yeah. All right, Wanderers, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time.